0: As he has ever been. He's as powerful as he has ever been. And it doesn't mean the trials weren't hard along the way, but he loves you enough to bring you to this place so that we can celebrate his name and his power together. In Jesus' name, enter the gates with praise. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give him some thanks, church. Oh, he brought us through 2022. Oh, he brought us to the brink of a new year. What a good God. What an awesome God. you know, God has been good no matter what 2022 was like in your life. And now 2023 is here. That means that you can put the past behind you Can look forward to what God is going to do in your life in 2023. So We're so thankful for allowing us to be here today in his presence. Come on, let's just give him some thanks. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We're going to get ready to go before the Lord in prayer this morning, as we always do at this time, to give you an opportunity to allow God to meet your needs, to touch your life. And as we go before him, always, let's always pray for our pastors. We, you know, let's continue to keep Pastor and Sister Olson in our prayers daily. Just pray that God will continue to keep them with good health and, and good strength, and that God will continue to renew their them with uh, everything that they need, give them fresh vision, fresh anointing daily so that they can pour into our lives and so that they can help us to be all that God has called us to be. Also, let's pray for Brother and Sister Kleinness and their family and their ministry as well. Pray that God will continue to bless them. And uh, let's remember our missionaries, uh, Anderson, the Tears. Let's pray for all of our global missionaries, our North American missionaries. Pray that God will continue to meet their needs, provide everything that they need. Let's remember our crusade. The Jacksonville crusade is coming up. We only, amen, a couple weeks away. And our focus is going to be on the crusade. And let's pray that God will, you know, Pastor had mentioned a hundred soul revival. So I'm going to be in agreement with Pastor. Amen. Now how many of you are in agreement that God is going to give us a hundred souls? Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And, uh, And so... We're going to prayer and fasting so we're going to have prayer and so we're going to need uh, you to pray and so God will will bless us in that effort and uh, how many of you need something from the Lord today let me see your hand amen also uh, special prayers needed for Sundra's sister-in-law Brenda uh, Dampierre. she's uh, in the hospital so God need to touch her today as well so we're not going to call you up to the altar But we know that just where you're standing or sitting, God, is already there, amen, ready to meet your need. Let's go before him right now for all of these requests together. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful, we're so privileged and so honored, Lord, to be in your presence. And we thank you for allowing us, oh God, to be here today. Oh God, we ask you in the name of Jesus to continue to bless this service, oh God, as we call on your name today. And God, as we pray today, God, we want your blessings to be upon our pastors. God, bless Pastor and Sister Rosen. God. And God, I pray for the healing for Pastor. I pray, God, right now, God, that you would touch his body. We pray, God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper in the name of Jesus, God. And God, in, in faith, we speak faith and healing and oh, for them right now, God. God, we pray for Brother and Sister Klein God. God, we know you have already blessed them, but bless them even more today. Bless our missionaries, the tears and the annuces, God. And almighty God, touch Sister Dampierre, God. God, bring healing into our life, healing into our body right now, Father. Oh, God, you saw every need and every hand that went up this morning in this sanctuary. God, we know that you are no respecter person. God, I'm asking you to touch. God, I'm asking you to heal and deliver. Right now, in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do, what you have already begun to do. Oh, we thank you, Lord, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Come on, give him a hand clap. Thank you, Lord.
2: Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Praise God. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord. The first day of the new year. If you're looking forward to God doing something incredible in your life this year, why don't we make some noise? Can we just celebrate in advance? This could be the year that everything changes. Oh, I wish I had more than two people that believed it. I believe incredible things. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Feels good in the house of the Lord. Praise God. I do have a few announcements to make uh, this morning. We're so glad we have Brother and Sister Kleinitz uh, here with us this morning. Our evangelist will be speaking to us here momentarily, and we're so glad that all of you are here, all of our guests. Thank you so much. On behalf of our pastors, Rick and Lex Olson, thank you so much for being here on this first Sunday of the new year. Thank you so much. Don't be in a rush uh, to leave today. We would love to meet uh, and greet you. We will not be having a 6 p.m. Uh, service tonight, but we'll be having um, our annual Wings uh, cook-off here on property. Uh, So all of our guests are free, so don't feel like you got to run home. Please stay and allow us to get an opportunity to meet you. Amen? Let's give all of our guests another round of applause. Thank you for being here. As I already mentioned, we will be having uh, prayer this Tuesday uh, here in this uh, this building at 7 p.m. with that focus on the Jacksonville uh, Crusade. I want to also make mention to our Christmas for Christ offering. If you haven't uh, turned in those pledges yet, you still have time uh, to do that via the offering or via Secure Give. Um, Also, I already mentioned the annual wing cook-off. That'll be immediately after service this morning. And I do want to make mention to, uh, we're going right into revival here next week on uh, January the 4th, the 8th, and the 11th with our evangelist, Brother Dylan Morgan. So that's another opportunity to invite some folks out to join us here on campus for that revival. And then we roll right into the crusade that we've been talking about over the past uh, few months. Do we have that quick video clip that we can run that? About our Jacksonville crusade. Whatever the situation may be,
3: I'm here tonight with the good news of Jesus Christ to tell you he is going to call you out of darkness. If you're ready for the light of Jesus to shine in your life, I want you to lift your hands. And
2: again, one more time, lift your voices, and let's call upon the name of the Lord. We are believing for a hundred-soul revival during this crusade. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We have uh, folks coming from all over the country, Brother Myers, Brother Evangelist Chris Green, Brother Godwin, Brother Morgan folks coming from all over the country to support uh, this tremendous uh, endeavor. We've invested in TV ads and radio station ads and Facebook and Instagram. We do have some personal invitation cards out there, but we need prayer. We need prayer for this thing to, to work out, and we know that God, we're confident that God is involved in this crusade Oh, come on, somebody. We are confident that God is involved in this crusade, and we want all of you to be involved. How many, by show of hands, have already signed up and are ready for what God is going to do during this crusade? Yeah. Praise God. Everyone is needed. Everyone is required. We're asking everyone to be here on January the 13th and the 15th, and also as we prepare January the 4th through the 11th with our evangelist, uh, Dylan Morgan. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's all the announcements that I have uh, this morning. If we can go ahead and have our ushers to make their way, if we give this morning's offering. You know, and if you're so inclined to give towards that crusade, you know, there'd be a lot of investments, uh, as I mentioned, involved in that. You can do that uh, via the offering, or if you'd like to go to our uh, Secure Give site, uh, you can place that in your comments Just notate Jacksonville Crusade, and that will make its way uh, to support this endeavor, if you'd like to give to that. Amen? Amen. We know that God is the one that provides all of our needs. He is is the one that does it all. So let's go before the Lord in prayer, shall we? Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this this first day of this, this new year, Lord. And we know that everything that we have is a gift from you. We honor you, Lord God, this morning. We honor you with our, our praise. We honor you with our gift of our times, our talent, and our finances. Lord God, and we thank you for bringing love and joy and peace into our homes and our families this year. Lord God, and we honor you this morning with our praise and our offering. We ask you, Lord God, to be acceptable in your sight. In your precious and holy name, we pray. Can we just one more time thank God in, in advance for all of his goodness? God bless
0: still believing. We haven't lost the faith. We haven't lost the faith. I'm still here. I'm going to fight because he is on my side. Hallelujah. He made a way. to pick We're still pretty early because I want to say the song he made away. I feel like taking the microphone to Sister Velma to interpret. But this last two years, we've started a Spanish work because we've had a lot of uh, people that has immigrated and got the Holy Ghost and. Actually, the Lord has blessed us. We're going to start back up our services. But, you know, it's a real thing when you're in a country and there's a language barrier. And I know even Brother Klein has preached all over the world, but he's always had to have an interpreter. And the Word of God can go out like it did on the day of Pentecost when God let everybody hear the Word in their own language. And I know our Spanish and our Brazilians are learning English, but it's tough. Because when you learn bear, 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 that means a whole lot of different words. And I'll never forget Brother Billy Cole making me laugh. He said he said a word he thought he had learned, and I guess it wasn't a good one because of the tone that he used. But... I just want to say that God made a way. And when he makes a way, that should build our faith. Even if we don't understand everything of what God is doing, it should build our faith. We're going to sing only believe. We're, I mean, I still believe. Where's the chair? All right. You know, they accused me of not getting the song titles right. I'll get it. I can play. It's in my head. But I know thousands of songs up here. And uh, this goes out because I believe this is going to be a banner year with our our crusade. And all our interpreters, please brush up because you're going to be interpreting because a lot of people are going to get the Holy Ghost. What are we going to do with them? You know, sometimes it's intimidating when you come to a church and it's not in your language. But God intended you to be here and... He's making a way, and he's going to open it like my Greek grandfather. God opened up his understanding. He became a pastor, a small church, but he did become a pastor to those who understood his broken Greek language, his broken English. I could barely understand him. I was his granddaughter. He tried to teach us Greek songs and all that. But we're going to dedicate this to the Spanish church this morning, then we're going to go on to our other songs. change the song
4: It seems so far away, and though I can't
0: touch, can't touch your nails,
4: scarred I have a deep, unspeakable joy that makes my face.
0: presence of the Lord. Let's put on the garment of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
5: Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I just want to say, for those that maybe did not hear, we are there, We have cooks out there feverishly cooking wings and all the good stuff that goes along with that uh, right after service here this morning. So, especially if you're our guest, please come and be a part of uh, that celebration. Amen. We're celebrating another year living for the Lord. Amen. This has become a tradition in our our church, and and so we're uh, so excited to do this. When it falls on a Sunday, all of those that come to church are blessed with a, a wings dinner, and we are excited about that here today. Uh, It is so good to have the Clindons here with us this morning. Amen. Amen. And we love these folks, and they have preached here many times and ministered in our church. And uh, uh, if they are new to you, uh, we want to say that they are are presiding uh, in the Ocala area as at this point. But they preach all over the world, and we are so excited about them being here today, and we just want the Spirit of the Lord to have its way. Amen. Brother Klein, it's come. Let the Holy Ghost move.
3: Thank you, Pastor, and praise the Lord, everyone. Uh, what a great joy it is to be here. Tremendous honor and privilege uh, to be back here, at the Church of Pentecost. And uh, I've enjoyed everything that I have heard and felt and all the worship songs that have gone up this morning. And uh, you were singing in Spanish. I've been in a lot of Spanish services, a lot of Spanish countries, preached in the Spanish culture a lot. And I tell you what, I closed my eyes. It felt like I was there. <laughs> hey, man, you're doing good. Excellent. Excellent. I know many of you had to learn that language yeah. and uh, you're doing a very, very good job. And it just truly is a great honor and privilege. Thank you, Pastor, for letting us come and be with you today. Aren't you so blessed in this church and the wonderful leadership of Brother and Sister Olson? Your pastor is deeply loved and highly respected not only throughout the state of Florida, but beyond the borders as an elder, a solid biblical man, and one thing I like about him is he's always, every time I get around him, he's got something new going on, amen, and uh, now it's crusade to start the year, and who knows what it'll be after that, uh, he is uh, always on fire, full of expectation, trying new things, seeing what the Lord will do, and uh, that's, why, that's why the Lord has blessed this ministry, and uh, glad to be here today with my wife, and uh, we've been married 37 years. We now have two grandbabies, and so she's Lolly and I'm Pop. You got to think that one through, Lolly, yeah. Pop, yeah. <laughs> it's corny, isn't it? But I love it, especially when it's just us and them. And, uh, of course, the the kids are actually, the babies are actually calling me Papa, so we'll see how that goes. I guess they do what they want to do, no matter what you decide. And... Um, we're enjoying our new season of life. Uh, Friday night, my wife hosted a all-night prayer meeting on Zoom call. Uh, this was the fourth one she did this year. Uh, she hosts a morning prayer call every morning, uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday, from 6 a.m. to 7 and for ministry. started out ministry wives and women in ministry, but so many men were sneaking on that we had to open it up. And so many pastors, so now it's just a morning prayer call. And that's been going on for five years. And uh, it's been quite a revolutionary season. And Friday night, her fourth all-night prayer meeting, the peak was about 300 people on there. Five churches that played it over their PA system as people gathered for an all-night prayer. And then I think about 200 made it all the way to 7 o'clock in the morning. Amen. And so, uh, all-night prayer meeting, remember those? Some of us do. Amen. Hers are a little more lively than the ones I remember. When we used to go to all-night prayer, somewhere around 3 o'clock, it was just, oh, God, one person, you know. At 3 o'clock in the morning, her folks, they were still praying and fired up and wired up. Amen. So, uh, it's just marvelous what God is doing. I'd like to go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1, to get started here today. Hebrews 11 and 1, a very familiar passage of Scripture, I'm sure, to all of us. And I know that I'm standing between you and the wings, but I'm going to eat some wings too. And uh, amen. And they're probably still cooking, so we need to take a little time. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith, or you can say that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And uh, I'll just call this today, I believe this is from the Lord, a celebration of expectation. Lord, I pray that you will guide us, lead us. Your Spirit will descend upon us. Those that are discouraged, give them fresh hope. Those that are tired, give them fresh strength. Those that are weak, strengthen them, Lord. Today, let them feel strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Lord, those that are doubting and fearful, let fresh faith arise in their soul. I ask you, Lord, to touch those that are sick with a touch of healing. Let every infirmity be lifted, Lord, in fresh health and healing. Those that are struggling for the needs of life, that you would be Jehovah Jireh. The provider of every need, oh God, we pray. And we'll give you all the praise. Would you give the Lord a great hand, praise, just believing that something good is about to happen in your life. I want to speak that over you today. Something good is about to happen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Faith is this substance of things hoped for. We all have hopes and dreams and desires and wishes, and we people wish on falling stars and close their eyes and make wishes and blow out candles and have their lucky numbers. And uh, that's all, uh, that's a lot of fantasy. That's a lot of superstition. Uh, That really doesn't get you anywhere. But when you focus your hopes, when you focus your desires, when you focus the things you need on God and you start having faith in His power, faith in His ability, not even faith in yourself. I hear people say you have to have faith in yourself and I understand the sentiment and I think it's good to have a good self-esteem and some confidence in your abilities, but that I myself, I like to reserve that word faith for my focus on the things of God. Amen. I really don't know that we can call it faith until it is focused on the power of God doing the work. Not what I can do, not what I can be, not what somebody can do, but only what God can do and what God can orchestrate. And when my faith is born by the promises of the Word of God, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When I get a promise, a word, a revelation, and understanding of the mighty power of God, and I start believing that He's the one that's going to make a way where there is no way, my faith becomes my substance of what I'm hoping for. My faith becomes my evidence of the things I've not seen. In other words, when I have nothing else to go on, No other evidence at all that it's going to work out or be fixed or be delivered. There seems to be no evidence of this turning out good. My faith in God becomes my evidence. What makes you believe it's going to happen? Because I'm believing in God. My faith itself becomes what I hold on to when I have nothing else to hold on to. And while you may wonder if that's actually helpful or not, the Bible does say you can walk by faith. You can live by faith. Do you know just putting your faith in God will wake you up in the morning and set you on your way? Imagine you have all the problems you have now but no faith in God. What kind of mess would that be? To be facing a medical crisis or to be facing a financial dilemma, or be facing a problem in the family, some uh, situation that is not reconciling, and you don't have any understanding how to fix it, and you've got all of that to deal with, and you're void of a faith in God's power to work it out. How hopeless would that be? How, How discouraging would that be? But when you can say, I don't have an answer but I have a God and my faith is in his mighty works and in his hand that's going to reach way down and lift me up. My faith becomes my evidence that what I'm hoping for is going to happen. God is going to make a way. The Bible said without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is Is how many believes there is a God today? Kind of a crazy question to ask at church. How many believes there is a God? Of course, we believe there is a God. I don't know why we so often act as though there were no God. We believe there's a God, but we behave in such a way as though there were no God. We get so fearful and fretful and full of anxiety as though there was no God to hear us when we call, no God to answer, no God to perform a miracle. That Scripture said not only must we believe that He is, but also that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. It's not just believing in God, but you're believing that he is a rewarder. He's a good God. He's a God that wants to meet your need. He's a God that wants to answer your prayer. He's a God that wants to come through. He is a God of power and might. I'm here to tell you, we don't just believe there is a God. We believe there's a good God. I said, we believe he's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. He'll forgive you when you mess up. He'll lift you up when you fall down. He'll dig you out when you get yourself in trouble. He's a good God. He's a God that loves you more than anybody else. He's a God that'll help you more than anybody else. He's a God that understands you better than anybody else. We don't just believe there is a God. We believe he's a good God. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want to. I want to just throw this in real quick before I move along. This has been, this has been burning around in my spirit this last couple of weeks. My, my wife is one of these people that always gets a, a word from the Lord for the new year. And by word, I mean just like a word. She just sent out cards to a bunch of people and put a word in every single one. Well, the, the word that she received, somebody actually spoke it to her, her word is abundance. And I'm glad because I might get to share in that. Amen. The word that I believe the Lord has put in my heart is the word trust. Because the Lord has been ministering to me. We have faith in what God can do. We have faith in God's mighty acts. We have faith in God's power. But we trust in God. We trust in who He is. Trust in the Lord. Lead not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And he shall direct your path. This trust thing is in his character. This trust says, I I don't have an answer. I don't know what God's going to do, but I know God is a good God. I know He's merciful and graceful and good and kind, and He's full of long-suffering, and He's full of peace. And so because I understand His nature, I have an expectation that something good is about to happen in my life, and I'm trusting in God. So I'm facing this year in trust. I'd like to give you a word for this church. I really think it fits your moment you're in right now and and could really become a word that could stay with you throughout the year. I I think it's that word celebration. This last song they sang before the preaching was put on the garment of praise. I believe God wants to lead Church of Pentecost into a season of celebration. You need to put that garment of praise on. This needs to be a year of exuberance. We need to make more noise, joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. This needs to be a noisy year at the church of Pentecost. This church needs to come alive in its expectation of faith, of what God is about to do, and let it become such a celebration. I'm worshiping Not just because of what the Lord has done, but because of what he's going to do. Something good is about to happen. I've got a celebration in my heart because I believe God is a way maker. That's just who he is. Somebody shout yes. Would you clap your hands and make a little joyful noise? Lord, I speak a prophetic word into this church right now that 2023 will be a year of celebration, a celebration of faith and expectation. You might, you might want to make sure you believe in God. Because if you don't believe in God, I think it's Psalm 27, 13. You can throw that on the screen. I see if that's the right verse. It said, I, ha- I would have fainted. I would have fainted except I believed in God. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. Let me tell you something if you don't believe God, you're gonna pass out. This whole world's getting dark things are getting bad. It seems like it's bad news every day of the week. You say, how am I going to make it? I'll tell you how you make it. You've got to allow yourself to become convinced uh, that every word of God is true, uh, that everything he said he'd do, he'll do, uh, that circumstances are not greater uh, than the power of my Savior. You're going to have to believe something. You may as well believe in God. Somebody shout yes. Now let me tell you how you know if you're believing God. Because I was fretting here a couple months or so ago. Because the the house we've been living in down in Ocala, they're putting it on the market. They're going to sell it. And I was sure we're going to be homeless and on the street. And it's going to be terrible and all those things are going to happen. And you know how your mind does. And so I was telling the Lord, I'm trying to have faith. You know, I think a lot of what we call faith is really spiritual warfare. I'm trying to have faith. That means I'm fighting the good fight. I'm I'm not convinced, but I'm working on it. I'm gathering my scriptures together as my weapons of war. I'm singing my songs to move myself in that direction. I'm declaring and decreeing the things that I want to see come to pass. I'm not really sure they're going to happen, but I am trying. That's the good fight of faith. Paul said, I fight the good fight. And that is a good fight. It may be spiritual warfare. It's really not faith. It's spiritual warfare. But you want to stay in that fight. Because you give that up, you're just left with hopelessness. And despair and anxiety and fear. And who wants all that? So stay in the fight. And so I told the Lord, I'm trying to have faith. And I promise you, this is just the way the Lord speaks to me. The Lord said, well, keep trying. But when you become convinced, you'll stop worrying. When you you actually believe me, you'll stop fearing. As a matter of fact, the Lord said, when you become convinced, you'll get happy. That's how you know if you have faith or not. Whatever it is you're believing God for, are you happy about it right now? If you're not already happy, it means you're still fighting. But if you're convinced, if you already know, then what's the problem? We're already happy about it. That's where God is wanting to lead the church in 2023. Into a celebration of expectation that I'm already happy because I have become convinced that it's going to happen. They say, well, that's just emotion. Sure, it's emotion. I think we need to get a little more emotional. Yeah. I went to a doctor a year or so ago for a wellness checkup. Went in feeling good, being happy, sunshiny day, everything's good. Birds were singing, life was good. I'm sitting in there having the checkup, stethoscope going in every direction. The doctor says, hmm. Hmm. What's hmm? My world changed. Well, something doesn't sound right. What don't sound right? Next thing I know, it's EKGs and it's down the hall and eventually MRIs and uh, ultrasound. And said, you're going to have to come back for a stress test. I said, test me right now. I am fully stressed. then they're talking all this language I don't understand, left ventricle and some other ventricle and some flap and something's not, and I mean, they got me convinced that this is it. I got out in the car and told my wife all about it. She said, well, do you really believe something's wrong with you? I said, I do. I think something's wrong. I don't feel right. I think this could be a serious problem, babe. I'm, I'm worried about the passwords, getting all the passwords for all the accounts together, writing them down, checking on the insurance policies. My mind begins to work. I begin to play out the whole scenario. It's gonna, This bad news is going to lead to worse bad news. Oh, it's worse than we thought. Then it's going to be surgery. And then I'm probably not going to recover from that. And it's all downhill. And then I see myself in the hospital for some weeks. And he's getting weaker and weaker. And then there's my whole family gathered around. They're singing my last song as I slowly slip off into the arms of Jesus. And I am sad. I am sad. My heart is feeling the grief of my own passing and my family and what all they're going to go through. And my little grandbabies are going to be growing up without. They're going to have lolly but no pop. And then my wife, and I'm wondering if, I, if everything's prepared enough. she going to make it financially? I'm trying to, to imagine her life without me. <laughs> because what you believe will affect how you feel. We are fooling ourselves if we think we can keep our emotions out of this. Your emotions are going to get involved. And my emotions became part of my imagination that I was soon to die. Well, some weeks went by, and I couldn't make it back for the stress test right away because I was out preaching and had to reschedule it. So in the meantime, i gotten some good services. In the meantime, I heard some good sermons. In the meantime, I sang some good songs. In the meantime, I had somebody get some oil on my head, had some hands of prayer on me, had some words of prophecy spoken over me. My emotions started cooperating with the word of faith. I started believing that something good was happening. You know, maybe God's not true with me. Maybe, maybe God's going to help me. And my maybe turned into a fully persuaded process that now I believe God's touched me. I'm healed. I'm going to be all right. The morning we went in for the stress test, my wife said, how do you feel? I said, I feel like everything's okay. I feel like I'm going to go in there, go through the stress test fine. believe the doctor's going to tell me it was a false alarm. Went through all of that, sat in the chair with my wife beside me. Doctor said, it's a false alarm. Sorry, we thought it was worse than it was, but you've come through everything. Everything's checked out. Go home, you're fine. When I thought I was dying, I got sad. When I thought I was okay, I got happy. So what do you believe is going to happen in your life? I mean, you got to believe something. You believe God's going to work it out, or you believe this is the end of you? You think 2023 is going to be a good year, or you think it's going to be worse than last year? You think you're going up or going down? You think God's going to come through? You think God's going to fail you? Come on, if we become convinced that God is going to do a work, we're going to allow ourselves to embrace it emotionally. That's the power of Pentecost anyway. Listen, folks, nothing wrong with intellect. My son's got more degrees than a thermometer. I try to have a little intellect, you know, say a little something of substance when I'm preaching. Amen. But that's never been the power of Pentecost. The power of Pentecost has always been our emotional embrace, our passion, our exuberant worship. It's the hand clap. It's the aisles of dancing and shouting and worshiping the Lord. It's the glory of God coming in and interrupting. It's the singing. It's the keyboard and the drums and the guitars and and the choir and this getting caught up in the presence of God. And somewhere along the way, we got to thinking that all this exuberance was some kind of a maybe a weakness or a detriment or a, a negative for reaching the lost. I've come to say, not so. It's not a weakness, it's a strength. The Bible said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Your shout will make you strong. Your hallelujah will lift you up. Your hand clap will help you overcome. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Oh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. There's a voice of victory. There's a shout of victory. There's an emotional embrace of victory. I'm not living in virtual reality. I've decided to emotionally get involved that preacher just trying to psych us up you're right I'd rather you get happy about God than get sad and fearful about all these things happening in the world you're going to have to have some kind of emotion why not joy why not happy why not excited why not expectation let me show you something let me show you something, uh, Ephesians 4, 17, Ephesians 4, 17, we're going to do 17, 18, and 19, I need you to put it on the screen so I can read it, I can find it in my Bible probably, but is that it? This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds having the understanding darkened, alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. You hear this, all negative stuff. This is vanity, darkness, blindness, ignorance because of the blindness of their heart. Next verse. Who being past feeling, have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work uncleanness with all greediness. You notice everything is negative when you get past feeling. We can never do this thing just in our brain. It's not enough to have it intellectually. It's not enough to know it. You've got to feel it. You've got to allow yourself to get caught up in it. We must never in Pentecost get past feeling. We've got to allow ourselves to emotionally embrace our faith and say, you know what? I believe it, so I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel my faith in 2023. I'm going to feel my prayer. I'm going to feel my conviction. I'm going to walk in the truth of God. By the way, True worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It's not enough just to be in the truth. It has to be in spirit. You've got to let your spirit get caught up in it. You've got to get excited about what you know, excited about the doctrine, excited about the faith, excited about the lifestyle. I've got to let myself get fully involved in what I am expecting is about to occur. Somebody shout yes! When I'm out doing a lot of the crusades that I've done around the world, in places like Ethiopia, and Nigeria, and of course Philippines many times, all down through South America, sometimes thousands of people in an altar to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Many times I've used this approach. I've said, said, here's what I want you to do. Close your eyes. Imagine yourself in your mind. See yourself with your hands raised. See yourself worshiping the Lord. See a big smile coming across your face. See the Spirit of the Lord descending upon you. You're being filled with the Holy Ghost. Now see yourself. You're worshiping. You're happy. The Lord's filling you with His Spirit. You're beginning to speak with other tongues. Can you imagine that in your mind? Many times about right there, it starts to break out. And I say, hold on, hold on, wait just a minute. We're all going to do it together. Because when people start allowing themselves to envision it and embrace it, they emotionally start responding to it. And they start getting happy about it before it even happened. That's the celebration of expectation. That's getting excited about what's about to happen. Now, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not real knowledgeable a lot about what all's going on in the sports world, but I, I know enough to tell you this. Your team can be losing the game, losing by a lot, by several touchdowns down, and your team gets a touchdown. What's everybody in the stands do? They go crazy. You're still losing. You've not won the game. What's everybody so happy about? Because it just went in our direction. We're a little closer than we were. There's a little more hope than we had. So we could win, and they're getting happy about the possibility. Don't even have to score. Just recover a fumble. An interception. Didn't even put any points on the board. Still losing by the same amount. But now we took the ball from them, and we've got a chance. Fans are going wild. High-fiving, throwing popcorn, spilling soda. I watched one a while back. The opposing team was on the one-yard line about the score, and the defense held them. The stands lost their minds. And I'm thinking the only thing that just happened was you kept them from scoring more points. You didn't get any points. You're not any closer to winning. All you did was keep this enemy from winning or scoring more points. You know why they get so excited? It's a celebration of expectation. It's a celebration of possibility. It says, you know what? That just went our way. A few more things like that and we're in this thing. I'm just telling somebody today things are going your direction. I said things are going your way. Just a few more things like this crusade that's coming up. Just a few more things like that. 2023 about to be a banner year for the Church of Pentecost. Amen. Things look like they're shifting in our direction. We've come through COVID. That's behind us. Pandemic's over. We all survived. We're still here. Amen. Here we go. Something good is starting to happen. Excitement is rising. Faith is lifting we're getting a burden for prayer things are going our direction I would you give the Lord a great big hand praise all over the house Woo! do you believe what's your miracle look like what's your life look like what do you look like victorious in 2023 what's it look like what's it look like pastor what's revival look like What's the future look like? In your mind, you play out the next five years, the next ten years, and you play it out in victory. You play it out best case scenario. You play it out all things falling into place just as best as it possibly could. What's that look like? What's it look like? What's a hundred soul revival look like? You may get them all in one crusade. You're certainly going to get a big chunk in the right direction. Amen. What's that going to look like? What's this church look like when you're having to figure out where you're going to put some more chairs? I counted up 35 in the choir today. wonder what a 50-member choir looks like. What an 80-member choir looks like. I wonder what it's going to look like when we have two choirs because there's an adult choir and a youth choir and you got 35 or 40 teenagers up here in a choir. What's that going to look like? What's it look like? When you see your family member, that one you've been praying for for so long, call you up on the telephone in the middle of the night, pray for me. I really need to get right with God. Let me tell you, it can happen. My brother was 30-something years. You couldn't even talk to him about God. You couldn't even bring God up. He would cuss, and it would be a fit. Today, he's not only saved, but three years ago, he became the pastor of a United Pentecostal Church after 30 years. Let me tell you something, nobody's too lost, nobody's too gone, nobody's too far. Where sin abounds, grace is greater. you got to start getting some expectation in your heart. What's it going to look like for your family to get saved? What's it going to look like when God heals your body? What's it going to... Stand with me all over the house if you would, please. Because what I really want to know is not only what's it going to look like, What I'm really asking you is what's it going to feel like? What's it going to feel like, pastor? What's it going to feel like to see those prophecies that you've held in your heart for years come to pass? What's it going to feel like to see the waters of baptism troubled with somebody that you've been teaching a Bible study to or praying for? What's it going to feel like when God turns your situation around? Here's my question. What does your miracle feel like? And I have a little word for you. It's your miracle. You may as well enjoy it. Somebody say, well, it's not all in emotion. True, true. That's true. You have to live for God. You have to know doctrine. You have to know truth. You have to have some some solid principles. It's not all emotion. I'm preaching about emotion today because I think that's become a weak part among us. I'm trying to shore that up a little bit. It's not all in emotion, but it's not all in no emotion either. Uh-huh. That's right. That doesn't help right. to just not get involved, not get carried away, not get caught up. Yep. And I've been doing this a long time. I've seen both approaches. <laughs> I've personally been involved in both approaches. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, you're happier when you're happier. How about that for a deep word from the Lord? I said, you're happier when you're happier. Why don't we just come to church and get happy? Why don't we go to the prayer closet and get happy? Why don't we decide, you know what? I'm not hedging my bets. I'm just going to believe God. You know why you won't go ahead and get emotionally caught up in it? Because you're not sure it's going to happen. See, once you become convinced, you just go ahead and get happy. But what's the worst that can happen? So you get happy about something and it didn't work out the way you thought. So what? I was happy. Hey, hey, I thought I was going to die. I was planning my demise. I was trying to figure out where I was going to be buried. I don't even know where they'd bury me. I don't have a hometown. I was literally fretting over where they're going to put me. It never happened. The whole thing turned around. So I had all this anxiety and fear and concern and stress, and it never happened. Well, if I can be fearful and stressful over something that never happened, why can't I have some faith in God? Because here's what I found out. To be fair, everything I thought would happen in my life did not happen. I've had faith for some things that didn't happen like I had faith for them. I thought God was going to do this or do that, and he didn't do it. But what he did do, I was happy about. And I thought, well, you know what? That's not what I thought, but this is pretty good. As a matter of fact, this is better than what I thought. He's able to exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask for. And God did better than what I was believing for. So I was happy believing for that. But now, look, now I'm really happy. Here's the positive side about having faith in God. He may not do what you're shouting about. He may not do what you got happy about. But what he does, you'll want to shout about that. You'll get happy about that. So you'll just go from joy to joy. and finish. Come on, somebody. This thing works if you'll work it, if you'll allow yourself. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do today. I'm going to ask you to do something that I've been doing. And I'm going to do it with you. So when we found out they were going to sell the house... They put it on the market several months ago, and uh, I was sure we were going to be homeless and on the street and up living in my motor home out in Louisiana somewhere. This is terrible. We got all of our boxes packed, but we don't know where we're moving. We've got furniture wrapped, but we don't know where we're taking it to. Our house looks like a moving company, but we don't even know where we're going or how we're going to do it. And uh, so I was fretting about all that. And then the house was on the market four months, and not one person walked through it. So I started out feeling sorry for us, started, ended up feeling sorry for the landlady. I said, baby, we probably ought to move out of this house so this poor lady can sell this place. I think we're the holdup. So they took it off the market for a month. Now it's going back on the market in January. So every time I come in the house, it's got that box on the door reminding me, you know, your days here are numbered. <laughs> kind of like Abraham, get up and get out. Where do you want me to go? I'll tell you, <laughs> just go. <laughs> so here's what I've been doing. I've stopped, I've stopped imagining myself homeless. I've stopped imagining myself with no answer. I've stopped embracing my worst case scenario. And I've started embracing a good scenario. So this is what I want you to do in a minute. I've been I've enduring been, altar services. I've been closing my eyes. And I've been walking past the mailbox of my new house. Walking up the driveway, putting the key in the door and pushing it open, walking in the living room and looking around, saying, "Wow, wow, 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 wow! Will you look at this? Look at here, baby! Look what the Lord has done. I've done, I've done, baked up some some uh, uh, biscuits and gravy in the kitchen." Amen. I've already been out in the back saying I think I'll put the grill over here and we'll put some lawn chairs over there and I think the fire pit would look nice about right over there and I've already seen all that and I begin to imagine it and I've shouted my way through and listen to me, I'm just going to prophesy to you if pastor will let me come back one of these days, whenever it is, I'm going to put right up on that screen right up there, I'm going to say, there. I didn't know where it was but there it is. I didn't know where I'd be but there I am. I didn't know how it'd work out But take a look. Look, look what the Lord has done. Today it's just a celebration of expectation. But one of these days, what the Lord has done is going to be on that screen. And we're going to shout about the reality of it. What's your miracle look like? What's your miracle feel like? i like somebody to step out in an aisle, walk down to this front with your prayer request, with your miracle situation. Amen. It's the first Sunday of 2023. We're going to enter in with a dance. We're going to enter in with a shout. We're going to enter in with some joy. We're going to say something good is about to happen. Is it your miracle of healing? Is it a miracle of finance? Is it a family miracle of relationships being restored? close your eyes when you get up here what do you look like delivered what do you look like set free what do you look like without that anxiety what do you look like without that fear what do you look like without those days of depression what kind of person are you going to be when you're mentally loosed when your emotional bondage is released what do you look like free what do you look like victorious what does your miracle feel like close your eyes and start imagining yourself liberated see yourself blessed see the Lord coming through and allow yourself to go ahead and shout about it now because it's a celebration of expectation Whoa, let's What's it feel like? What the Lord has done. Oh, What's your life look like? He healed my body. He touched my mind. What do you look like he full of the Holy Ghost?
4: Just
3: what do you look like filled with I the Spirit of God? Praise His name. What do you look like shouting? He's every day what do you look like dancing? I'm gonna pray what do you look like happy? Look what the Lord What's a happy
4: you look like? Look what, the Lord has done. Look what, what do you look like happy? Woo! He
3: my body. He my mind. I wish you'd see he yourself said, in your mind dancing around in this altar. I think if you'll see it in your mind, you'll start doing it. He said,